0: Welcome along everybody, it's Thursday the 28th of November 2019, right in the heart of Redcliffe here today, so this is I guess another Peninsula edition, but also a professional athlete edition as well. Welcome along to the podcast, the unbeaten professional MMA fighter, uh, Stuart Nickel. Thanks for having me Tim. And we're out here at Broz, this is actually the first time I've been here uh, to Broz, I, I do apologise, I should have been out here earlier. Uh, but I do support, obviously, what you're doing here and obviously support Thank you. your career as a, as a mixed martial artist as well. So thanks very much for taking uh, time to, to, to do the podcast here today. I guess where we usually start, Stewie, is a bit of early life. Uh, uh, some people may know some of your early early life, but I guess to rehash to the listeners of the Valley uh, podcast,
1: from the Valley podcast, uh, you weren't born in Australia, were you? No, no, I was born in... Um, uh the mainland of solomon so or Honiara, um, and I lived there for, for eight and a half years in total, um, so there's a b- bit of a different upbringing over there, uh, and um, I'm so blessed to have that upbringing, because so, um, like there's no computers or anything like that, we're just always outside, um, it's a bit rougher, uh, some people say, I really love it, I, I think it's a beautiful place, and um, yeah, it was a great place to spend my childhood, and it was awesome. Can you
0: remember any of those sort of early years on the Solomon Islands? What uh, obviously it was great to live there, good upbringing. You can remember some of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because um, I I was there till I was six, and then we we left and came to Australia. But I actually went back for for two and a half years. Yeah. Um, when I was a bit older, when I was ten, so I have a lot of memories from from that time. I went to school there um, for those two and a half years, and yeah, I have plenty of memories from there. And yeah, like. All great memories. Um, got into a lot of mischief over there, just being outside, playing all the time with all the other kids and did a lot of, um, yeah, had a lot of fun there. I love it. And
0: just uh, a lot of visitors wouldn't know how, how
1: sort of populated the Solomon sort of Islands island is. How, how many people? Would you oh, I actually wouldn't know either. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. Um, but it is, there's, a, the, I think it's made up of like 55,000 different islands or something, so it's heaps oh. of little islands. Yeah. yeah so um, they all have their different populations and that, um, my grandparents are from a few different islands, a couple of islands, and some of those islands only have a couple hundred people in it. And mm. so I've been to a couple of those, and everyone's a cousin. Everyone knows you in that, yeah. and it's pretty cool. Like real um, different, different culture over there. It's all very tribal. Um, everyone cares for each other so much, and that. So if someone acts up, the whole town gets involved. They ring a bell, and and everyone gets to the town hall. It's like a completely different. Wow. Um, I can, only, I can only imagine
0: what it would be like over there yeah yeah uh, so when you first moved to Australia where, where was your first port of call was it this area or somewhere else
1: uh, we actually stayed in Canberra I think was the first place we, we stopped off um, my my dad's parents are from Canberra so we, we lived with them for a little bit um, just to get our bearings because we actually left the Solomon Islands in a bit of a haste um, there was some ethnic tensions going on there it was a pretty dangerous place to be at that time okay um, yeah especially for our family I think um yeah, there's some some issues issues there, so we, we left the Solomon's in a bit of a haste. Like otherwise, we, who knows? We might still be there, mm. um, but there the ethnic tensions, um, and that's why we left the second time as well. <laughs> so yeah. so they, it can be a dangerous place um, at times, but yeah, I think it's a, a beautiful place as well, um, mm. and I'll be heading back there soon yeah. to, to visit family and, and to have a bit of a holiday. Been working really hard, so yeah, be good. So then Canberra, and then after that after that my dad had a an eye um on redcliffe actually like he knew from i don't know when like when he sort of sussed redcliffe out but um yeah he came up here and had a look around we rented in redcliffe in kippering i think it was um initially and then he sort of looked around for a place in redcliffe to buy and um then yeah bought bought a place in 2000 yeah yeah.
0: excellent so 2000 uh so we're always, so you would say you have sort of grown up in the Peninsula area around here in Redcliff. Cliff, yes. yeah, yeah, um, and obviously still here to this day. Yep. Uh, and what what other uh, did you get? What other sort of sports did you get, or what sports did you get actually up to? I guess in your teen years, what did your first? What, I guess what did you start out? Of? Were you playing things like rugby league as well? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah, everything. I played everything. I was just, like hyper competitive. I just love sports. Like I said in the Solomon's, like we're just always outdoors, always running around. Um, making up sports, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Um, just yeah, there you know not as much um, not as much money over there. So you just figure out different ways to play games yep. and that. But I played every sport: handball, rugby league, everything. Just any sport I could do. I yep. was um, like hyper competitive, so mm. um, I just wanted to beat everyone at every sport. Um, yeah. So rugby league was a big one because just culturally, Australia is big on rugby league. Um, right. So, so you know, what position
0: did you play on the rugby league pitch?
1: um I played hooker oh so, really yeah yeah I played hooker I can imagine that um, I was
0: sort of more thinking on the
1: wing but so yeah yeah no actually I'm not that quick <laughs> believe it or not I'm actually not that fast I don't have a great sprint but I suppose the tackling the tackling aspect of being a hooker yeah so, okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
0: that's yeah probably but, where
1: yeah yeah I don't know um what the coach was thinking there I don't, <laughs> I don't think they really care at that level you know yeah. it's just like ah oh, what, what do you play and yeah. it's like ah oh, I'll play this and they're like ah right, go ahead and play that <laughs> yeah um we played, yeah, just the high school level. I never played any club or anything like that, but it is it is quite interesting. It's sort of. Um, um, last night I went went out to um, Redcliffe Dolphins and watched the the Redcliffe Dolphins A team yeah. doing some work, and and their coaches um, yeah. want to get me on to do some wrestling with them and, and work the ground stuff, which is really that's a, cool. That's a really
0: cool opportunity. There, it's isn't a, it's it? amazing
1: opportunity. One of the guys um, who plays on the A team trains with us, and he reckons there's so much value in what we do here, at Bros and um and i can even make it more valuable i can tailor make it that's just for that's just he thinks it's valuable just doing jiu-jitsu and wrestling what we do here in a normal class but i I think i can help them a lot with the ground stuff getting back to the feet keeping people down which is like huge in um nrl and um so that's a really cool opportunity so i'll actually be um i might even like put a jersey on again and have a couple of games at some local club or something just to get so i can help them more to understand the game more because it's been been a fair few years like ever since i fell in love with jiu-jitsu and that's been mm. all i've had my eyes on for the last 10 years almost I mean,
0: that's, that's that's a great opportunity because you see you've seen it um in other gyms and situations where they get the athletes in from other codes they get the, the afl or the nrl or, or rugby and you know the, the the gyms that are around there like like i think i read it once somewhere one of the uh, the UFC PIs they had like all the AFL players going over or, yep. and using the facilities so something you could do you know you could get the Red Cliff Dolphins get them all in here yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, get them all bloody training tackling a different form of training I think, yeah, I think definitely, that's definitely. some great opportunities there and i Redcliffe Dolphins, I think, I mean, I've been reading that they're getting pretty close to getting a second Brisbane team, and yeah. Redcliffe Dolphins are sort of on the list with the Ipswich Jets, I think, or... Yeah,
1: yeah, they're, as, they're one, of the, they're the one of the best teams um, in that league, and I think they're looking they're trying um, to get into the NRL like, to actually become like an NRL team, I believe Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I was talking to Taylor, um, Taylor Brown, who trains here and um, that's sort of what he was telling me, so, um, yeah, they're taking it really seriously, and yeah, I watched them train last night. They trained for like yeah. three hours, just like crazy training, like hard yeah. training for three hours. And um, the mm. boys are fit, and it's um, preseason at the moment, and they're, mm. they're, they're doing really well. Um, and all all their NRL teams, I've been doing a bit more research on it since they approached me, and um, they all have wrestling coaches and, and, and jiu-jitsu coaches and stuff. Wow. So, so I think they're they're heading in the right direction by um, you know doing some work with us.
0: Yeah. So talking about uh, jiu-jitsu, this is probably the premise for where. Your mixed martial arts career starts out. Uh, when did you first start? How old were you when you first sort of got into uh, uh, jiu-jitsu or Brazilian
1: jiu-jitsu? Um, I was probably 13. I, I didn't... There was no Brazilian jiu-jitsu around at that time, um, but I was about 13, 14 when I first saw MMA and saw like how effective jiu-jitsu was. And then I was just doing it in the backyard, like with my brothers. We had a trampoline. We love WWE as well, like yep. growing up. And yes. we, we put holes in the, in the walls and stuff, <laughs> throwing each other around. Um, and we, we, we pretend that a door fell and, <laughs> and put a hole in the wall and make up all these excuses. We just love wrestling. And then when I seen um, MMA and how effective jiu jitsu was, I just did it all the time. Um, with my brothers I have two brothers one older brother one younger brother and it's perfect so I can I can uh, work my offense on my little brother and work my defense on my big brother so it was was really really good Um, and yeah so like I've I've been doing this about 13 is when I fell in love with it I didn't actually officially start training until I was closer to 16 like 15 turning 16 that's when I started training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Um, but I did a little bit of Judo before then like when I was 14 did a bit of Judo for about 6 months and um but soon as I found a jiu-jitsu club, because that's what I always wanted to do. Um, I, as soon as I found it, I jumped on board. Yeah. Um, they were just in Redcliffe as well, so I've been training out at Redcliffe, forever. Yeah, that's, that's great, excellent.
0: Um, so wrestling, um, I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us, uh, involved in, in growing up. You know, we get into, you know, following WWF or WWE as it was. Uh, who are your favourite sort of performers growing up in in that space?
1: Ah. Uh, favorites i remember when, um, when i
0: was sort of uh, just becoming an adult there was stone cold steve Austin. yeah yep yep.
1: rock Yep. nah yeah stone cold steve austin I, I sort of grew up more like the randy orton sort of coming up he was like the <laughs> villain but he was like really cool and yeah. i like his moves and um the RKO. and yeah the rko is one of my favorite moves like he's just so sneaky and yeah. <laughs> um such a cool move uh yeah who else uh, john cena is obviously a favorite of a lot of people he's He's, he's awesome but yeah probably Randy Orton a bit of a villain like yeah. uh, I think I liked him liked him a lot um, but no I, I, I didn't get to witness the whole Gogan era yeah. sort of was I uh, came in yeah probably. exactly yeah. <laughs> I came in after that but um, yeah that was awesome watching WWE and, and just um, wrestling with my brothers and practicing all those moves and yeah,
0: yeah. so Jiu Jitsu when did you think you uh, when did you sort of elevate your skills enough to think well you know to sort of think that you could progress it further and go into you know compete on the world stage in, J- in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and that type of thing. How, how when how old when you when you sort of had a dream
1: about um, that? Like when I first started, if I'm being honest, like I was yep. just a big dreamer. Like yep. I just always um, visualised things. Like as a young kid, I'd always you'd see me out out in the yard for like two hours running around, just like in my head, just visualising different things and. So when I found Jiu-Jitsu, and I'm very hyper-competitive, so like, why not aim for the highest goal? Yeah. Um, so when I started training Jiu-Jitsu, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be world champion like, pretty much as soon as I started. Um, that was a goal of mine. Um, and, yeah, it's still a goal of mine. Like, I'm more focused in the MMA now. Yes. Um, but like, I still will uh, compete in Jiu-Jitsu and, and um, do Worlds next year and, and uh, try to try get that world title in that as well.
0: So certainly enough to keep you busy when it comes to aspirations that you know jujitsu. So um, you said, I think you said, Broz, uh, this gym here has probably been around for about three years.
1: Yes, yeah, so I've been running it. For how, did it all, three how did it all start? Now. So uh, it was actually my my coach, my Brazilian jujitsu coach Fabrice Mendonça. Yep. It was his club, Broz. Like he he created it. Um, I think 2010, um, roughly when I started training with him. Yeah, and um, unfortunately he had to go away for work like he was um really invested in his job and they kept sending him to the states and then eventually they're like oh it'd be better if you just live in the states essentially so he had to go away for work and um he yeah like he asked me to take over the club and it wasn't actually something i was interested in doing i was a competitor i was like getting ready for worlds nogi worlds at the time and um yeah i really didn't want to do it at all um all I ever focused on was myself, my own technique, trying to become a world champion for myself. Like, I never really coached anyone, you know, besides myself. So I didn't really want to do it. But um, the the mats got packed up, put in a storage shed, and had nowhere to train for a couple of weeks there. And I was like, oh, man. And besides that, like, a big thing that I felt was, like, Bro's like I've been training under Fab for six years. That time it was and like, it was called
0: Bros back in two thousand and ten. Yeah,
1: yep, yep. Bros like we haven't we haven't changed. Uh, we've changed it to Bros Martial Arts instead of Bros Jiu Jitsu. Which is um, more of
0: a more of a recent change, isn't it?
1: Yes, a very recent change. Um, yeah. That's just because we, we're doing MMA classes yes. now, and, and we want to appeal to the fitness. Uh, and and as the gym well. really
0: looks like it's an MMA gym here. Doesn't yeah, it? absolutely.
1: Just, well, that's my passion at the moment. Yeah. Is MMA, like Jiu Jitsu, my background and, and Jiu Jitsu. Like I'll always love Jiu Jitsu. I'll continue doing Jiu Jitsu when I'm old. Like when I'm seventy, I'll still be doing Jiu Jitsu. I won't be doing MMA so much might be coaching it but definitely won't be getting hit in the head at 70 but I'll definitely be doing jiu-jitsu um yeah but yeah so we changed that recently but it's just a minor change it's bros martial arts and that's just to so because we do MMA as well because if you see bros jiu-jitsu you might associate with just jiu-jitsu they don't do anything else kind of thing but that's not the case like Aaron Blackie takes the um MMA classes and uh, he's um yeah he's world class within his MMA and um yeah, we've got to be a, like a strong MMA team as well we've got, a, we've got a great jiu-jitsu team at the moment and we're building a strong MMA team at yeah. the moment
0: yeah and no, that's a great gym uh, and it's you know it's good just to come out here and have a have a look at exactly how things would run and it's obviously set up quite well um, to be honest here Stewie yep um, yeah so well done with that that's that's really really good it's, it's a lot of hard work there I know you've got the, the Brosmobile as well the yeah world, the yeah the little van yep. that's uh is more of a fairly recent you know addition that hasn't been around there for too long either so
1: yeah yeah well, like, like I said like I didn't want to do it initially but I actually fell in love with it after like not very long at all yeah. um, I started coaching um, and within a couple of months I was like oh man this is awesome like yeah. just showing other people things that I like doing like people, yeah. you know what I mean so I just fell in love with it I loved like helping people and, and help like getting their skills up um, so yeah I just completely invested in it and Now it's like, by next year, it'll be my full-time job. So um, I'm currently still doing electrical work. Um, Yeah,
0: how much sort of electrical work are you currently doing per week?
1: Not a lot, probably like a day or two a week. Um, It's coming up to Christmas, so it's a little bit bit busier. A little bit busier, yeah. Um, So I was actually just this morning, I was at um, Damien Brown's place, Big Down. He just bought a place and doing some renos there. Um, so that was, that was cool
0: so that out a cashmere that year yeah, he's, yeah he's beautiful
1: tough. area beautiful beautiful area um, mm. so yeah he, 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 they haven't moved in yet they've got yeah. everything happening yeah. they've got the painting yeah. Um, so yeah plastering all that taking down all the lights and that so they're going to replace it and move things so it's a fair bit of work there um, yeah. so I mainly do work for like friends and family at the moment I've got a little bit yeah. of side work going on but very very minimal yeah. Um, because yeah the gym's doing really well um, so next year that, that'll be my full time gig just coaching people and doing what I love, training. Mm.
0: And I guess, what was the first sort of uh, mixed martial arts? Uh, when, we, when did you first, I guess, how how long ago was it when you first looked, watched a UFC event on TV,
1: for example? Yeah, so I think, it, like I said, I think it was like 13 was when I first watched Pride. It was a Pride event. Um, it was Fatal versus Hong Man Choi, the the, the giant slayer like it. Mm. Um, that was the first event I ever seen And that was like when i was 13 i just fell in love with it straight away i was like oh this is awesome like a lot of it is because of the size disparity of the 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 contest yeah um i don't know how much kilos there would have been maybe 50 kilos or something difference. like just some ridiculous Mm -hmm. weight difference and um me being very small like i'm still very small now but back then i was even like i would have been It'd be lucky to be 50 kilos back then when I, when I was 13 yeah. and everyone was like much bigger than me. I was like, oh man, I want to learn that. Mm. Um, being hyper competitive in all sports, mm. um, that seems like the ultimate sport, being able to fight, especially in school. You get you get bullied a lot more when you're a lot smaller. A lot of people yeah, want to pick on you, push you around, and that. So um, I was like, oh, next time someone pushes me around, I want to get them in that. I want to get them in an armbar, that kind of yeah. thing. So um, it was a huge motivator for me.
0: Mm. I mean, Doing it for as long as you've been doing it, and, and doing it for putting the hours in that you have, you. there must be so many. I mean, from what I know of you, uh, you know, you you must have learnt so many different techniques over the last you know, eight to ten years. Yes. Um, you know, different submission techniques, uh, different triangle combinations, uh, different ways of getting someone's back. You know, sweet. All the different types of. You. It's, I guess you. 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 There's always going to be another something else to to learn isn't it yeah
1: that's the beauty in Jiu Jitsu um and MMA like it's just endless like you just like it's like it'd be I can do it till I'm 70 and I'll still be learning when I'm 70 I'll still be learning every single day it is just endless as a as a prize fighter and a competitor you do have to to uh, hone in you do have to shed away all the like all the techniques that aren't useful for that contest for the rule set and that um so I find myself doing that a lot lately um but you know, when it, when I'm retired and that it's just going to be beautiful. I just get to play, and it is just endless the, the amount of techniques. And they're coming up with techniques like every day. Like every day, I see something new. Like, um, yeah, new position, new guard, new like yeah. So it's it's a beautiful sport. Um, you know, I don't think you could say the same thing about boxing or like you know what I mean. Like, there's not much new stuff coming out. Or um, I don't yes. know how endless there's it no is. No different. There's no more different ways to do a right yeah right, isn't it? yeah yeah but with jiu-jitsu it's just it's just incredible um so yeah like it's something that you can do for the rest of your life and you'll just constantly be learning constant yeah. new, new techniques
0: i mean do you prefer doing the the gi or no gi? at the
1: moment to- at the moment 100% no gi and, and mma stuff even the no gi um when i can i'll try to wear the gloves um but that's just because I'm, I'm competing in mma yeah. um at the moment but the gi is beautiful. Like There's even more techniques in the gi. It's like a yeah. uh, multiplier of techniques because you've got different grips and that. Mm. Um, different ways to submit people, chokes and so. Um, the gi is beautiful. Like I trained a lot in the gi earlier on up to like pebble belt, brown belt. And then, yeah, once I decided that I was gonna make the transition to MMA, I just yeah. took the gi off and um, just yeah. focused on.
0: So how many uh, years ago did you get your black belt in BJJ? Ooh.
1: I'd say two and a half going on to three now going on to three years now yeah so about two and a half years yeah that seems accurate (laughs) just trying to think I don't um I actually don't focus on that stuff too much
0: like I just you obviously got given to it because you're obviously very good at your craft though at the end of the day
1: yeah 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 I, I definitely think that I deserve my black belt and deserved it when i got it it's just um it's not it's never been my goal to mm. be a black belt yeah it's, it's just skill acquisition i just want to yep. get i just want to be as best as i yes. can i don't care what belt i'm not even wearing the belt like anymore i just teach kids classes i put the belt on yeah. <laughs> and and women's classes like i don't even train much in the gear yeah. um at all like i don't yeah i don't really it's never been my focus so i never yeah. really even think about that yeah. like I, i'm struggling to remember actually when i got it um like it was it it's it's definitely a goal that you have when you start jiu-jitsu yep. um, and it's definitely like means a lot like it means a lot to me but yeah just skill acquisition is, is the main thing like how good am I you yeah. know, am I getting better every day that's what's important to me yeah
0: certainly where you've got to at the moment um, you've obviously had some really good coaches so far yep, yep. Um, that have got, helped you uh, yep. be able to set things up here to be able to you know progress your, your BJJ career and also into MMA now Um, So I guess who are the sort of coaches or some of the coaches that you would have learnt the most from or got the most out of or some some examples of what they may have said to you, say, look, that's something this guy said that was, you know, and I've taken that and ran with it
1: yeah I, I, I've actually been really blessed with so many awesome coaches and mentors um, people that like aren't necessarily my coaches but they, they've um, helped me so friends much friends as well obviously friends and teammates yeah teammates, and, yeah, teammates. Um, yeah and yeah like I, I've been blessed with so many I can think of like 20 different people that, that have helped me a lot um, but obviously the, the main ones would be like Fab who I've been with for the longest time so the guy I used to have the gym yes yeah. yeah. he still comes in and trains every now and then um, so when was the last time you saw him uh, just yesterday last night he's yeah. <laughs> okay. so still there yep. he's still there yeah uh, sorry yeah so that was like for like a year and a half period where yeah. he was like away but he's back now yeah. and he's living in Brisbane and that yeah. um, and he pops in like a couple times a week and oh really does a that's bit. good yeah no it's awesome I got a great relationship with him Um. like obviously he I spend the most time with him, um, not so much anymore. Like Dan, at the moment, Dan Higgins is like my my main coach, but that's because I'm focused on MMA, um, and he's just yeah, he's just a, Senior, legend. a Dan, legend. So
0: Dan Higgins is also a very well known coach uh, in this space. Yeah. Uh, so you would see how often would you
1: see Dan, Dan at the moment? The way the way we've got it set up is that we go see him. Uh, so Aaron and I both go. Aaron Black and I go yep. and see him at his garage once yep. a week and we, we have something very specific that we want to work on. It's so like a private session. Yeah. We're um, very focused and we'll work it, we'll work it and we'll, we'll, we'll drill it. And then we go away for a week like and do our own training, yep. but we try to implement what he's taught us um, we'll in that of show it to him
0: the, the week after, show what you've sort of how you've done. Well, we'll yeah,
1: if we're still struggling yeah. with the position, like give yeah. him feedback and that. Yeah. But if if if, we, if, we're, if we're finding it works, then we just yeah. move on to whatever the next problem is. Yeah. There's always going to be more problems yeah. that you want to keep. Um, and he's not too well, far away. He's probably only half hour. Uh, uh, five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes yeah. drive. Yeah, yeah, not far at all. Um,
0: and yeah, he's hard. just got a
1: wealth of knowledge. He, he's a black belt jiu jitsu as well and knows how to apply it masterfully in MMA. Yeah. Um, so that's that shedding away. He. Gets rid of all the all the fluff. His jiu jitsu is very effective in both as well, which is really cool. Yep. I've taken a lot from him in the last three years um, working with him. Um, yeah, he just every like all the techniques he shows are perfect for me because I you know I'm competing in MMA and I'm a, and I'm quite good at jiu jitsu and wrestling. So um, he's like the perfect MMA coach for me. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah.
0: He's definitely well renowned, and uh, you know some of your teammates obviously Damien and, and Ben, yep. and Aaron, all speak. Very highly, yeah, of Dan Higgins. Um, so yeah, he's he's definitely there. Uh, I guess you uh, obviously had quite a lot of teammates, as you mentioned. Uh, yeah. we've mentioned some of them here today already. Uh, Aaron Blackie, he's sort of like uh, I guess uh, you live in each other's bodies. I think. Yeah. In yeah. a way, that's how close you you guys are.
1: Yeah, like we've definitely because we live together and we talk. With each other for hours every day about different things. We have these sort of conversations. Yep. Um, yeah, like we definitely rub off on each other. Um, he's he's taught me so much, um, taught me a lot. And like he's a mentor to me. Like mm-hmm. uh, like he already had six, seven fights before I had my first fight. Yeah. So he already had heaps of experience yes. and yeah. training under Dan for those years, like all those years and, and had it integrated. And he's cornered I don't know how many fights, you know, probably a hundred fights his corners he's been there and he's been at the events like he's so he he was like he had a lot of knowledge already and i had none i had zero um just competed in jiu-jitsu yeah Um, so i knew about competing i knew about the like mentality of competing and and how to perform but i didn't know yeah all the the intricacies of fighting and that and um like one of the one of the funny ones is like bringing in a cup to to the fight <laughs> I, like didn't bring a cup to my first fight and, like oh, yeah. so that was a amateur mistake and, to cover it up yeah 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 so that um yeah that caused a lot of panic um, yes. yeah <laughs> yeah so that, that's, that that goes to show how much I know about because I never train in a cup like when I'm doing jiu jitsu yeah yeah you, you don't wear a cup sometimes in inspiring if you wear a cup but um so the other thing to, to we won't
0: sort of cover off on too much ground that's been covered but i like to just make a mention obviously to um, uh, the Comptons um, yep. so the Comptons are very well known for their striking uh, their striking clinic coach at it, at it, uh, Yep. Uh, you'd probably go there on a weekly basis at least
1: yeah yeah um, i
0: go there Monday, Wednesday, so Friday so I know Elliot had both yourself and Aaron on his podcast yep. uh, recently so I did listen to some of the stuff uh, on that podcast quite good so shout out to Compton Radio, if you want to listen to that podcast, we yep. can get a bit more, uh, I guess, into uh, Aaron Blackie and, um, and Stewie's careers, you know, and some of the stuff they've sort of been up to there. So uh, it was quite fascinating um, listening to some of that stuff. I remember, I'm remember just trying to think, there was one thing there that stuck out. Um, we may come back to that, but your professional MMA career. Um, I think one. I think you said on the podcast, actually, that you pretty much jumped straight into being a pro because you, you had the background in, in BJJ. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you pretty much jumped into that first fight at ACB. Yep. Um, just on the strength of your sort of you know background in um, BJJ and, and your reputation around Brisbane, I guess, to a, to a degree. Yep. Tell me yeah. how that first fight came about. I'd like to sort of know how you got approached, how did, how did you get <laughs> onto that ACB card? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a funny story as well. Like. Um, they actually approached Aaron, they actually approached Aaron for a fight, I think Aaron already had a fight lined up, like, um, a couple of weeks later, or something, yeah. he couldn't take the fight, he couldn't take the fight, and they, he's like, oh, but my roommate will fight, like, yeah, and they're like, oh, well, how What's many fights like? your roommate <laughs> had, yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh, he hasn't had any, and the, yeah, well, they, 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 um, took a chance, took me on, and then I fought Darren Habin, I think he had 12 amateur fights, I think he had a title. 12 amateur fights yeah how many pro fights for that guy that's Zero, zero. so just, he was making his fight. debut yeah, as well yeah. Um, but yeah that was yeah so he was making his debut but still like those 12 amateur fights are still fights like it's yeah. crazy like um, that's a new thing I think in MMA where people are having these yeah. like, amateur fights where they're having heaps of them they're yeah. getting belts and yeah. getting double belts and yeah, yeah. you know racking them up and defending belts it's a, so I think seems a fairly
0: new yeah so that's I guess yeah. how that fight sort of came about and you took the ball and ran with that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, finished the guy in the first round from memory.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and our
0: rear naked church, was
1: it? Yeah, I think it was three weeks' notice sort of thing when we actually signed on. Maybe not even that. It was something crazy. But yeah, they were asking Aaron maybe four weeks out. Then they got me the fight with Darren Habin. And um, I signed it literally as I was going to the airport. Um, I got my bloods done, and everything, and yeah. I signed off on everything as I was going to the airport because I was going to Hawaii. Like okay. I was going for a holiday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, three weeks out of the fight, which is like you know go time, but yeah. that's like your your hard training. But I was actually really blessed when I went to Hawaii. I Actually got to train with Max Holloway's team and got to do oh, a round. Yeah, it was, so did it was unreal. Did you meet any of those guys like
0: uh, Max? Did you meet him? Or did I, what? Sorry. Did you meet Max? When yeah, you yeah,
1: I trained with them. I did a round with him, um, just doing wow. some specific training, some get ups um it was, my job was just to keep him down his job was to get up and he he kicked me across the room <laughs> and got up to his feet um but it was really fun it was, those guys are yeah, awesome he's
0: yeah, yeah he's there
1: yeah. man those guys are so nice yeah. so lovely all of them yeah. were just like so welcoming so friendly yeah. um like they had a pro team training and i called the guy up I was like oh hey can i come train and mm-hmm. and then he started asking me some questions and that like um as he should you know it's like a very like high profile gym and it's their pro team training so people that they want to like protect in that like Mm. uh, because they got fights coming up and um, yeah he let me train Um, they didn't even charge me or anything and they were just all so friendly and um, they were asking me like because the coach started talking to me and I was like oh yeah I got a fight coming up in two weeks two and a half weeks I think it was when when I did my first session and he was like oh yeah told everyone in the team stopped the class like hey guys Uh, Stuart's from Australia he's like Got to fight in two and a half weeks, make sure, like, you know, look after him and that. Yeah. And everyone was, like, asking me questions, like, oh, is this guy South Pole? Is he orthodox? Is he a wrestler? Wow. So is he jiu-jitsu so your first fighter as to yeah. what, and what they go through,
0: all these perfecting yeah. athletes. It's yeah,
1: but but just, like, because I'm an outsider and, like, yeah. Yeah. it was just so welcoming. They were, like, trying to help me, like, as mm. much as they possibly could. Like, yeah. it was just unreal. Um, so, yeah, shout out to those guys. They're, like, friendliest team up. I've ever met like it was just real nice guys there.
0: So if you're trained with those guys. I, get, I suppose you're itching to get maybe train them again because that's how how good it was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's just Hawaii is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice holiday destination. It's just um uh, expensive. And Honolulu there. It was a great holiday. Like I got to train twice a day and then like go to the beach. <laughs> it, was, it was it was amazing training right. camp. But it is expensive. That's yeah. that's the thing. If I had um yeah. if I had a million dollars, then yeah, I'd be I'd be going there a couple times a year. Yeah.
0: So then, I guess you're you're sort of out injured for a little while with your ankle. It was an ankle problem. What sort of in, you had a bit of an injury not long after that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got injuries all the time. Yeah, it was probably an ankle or a knee at that time. Yeah, yeah just um, but, I really push my body through the meat grinder. Try to train, you know, uh, ten to fourteen times a week, and, and push myself. And injuries happened. You know. Yeah,
0: and then this year, so you've had two professional fights this year. Yep. Um, now the first the first opportunity in Gladstone. I mean, we. Remember going up to Gladstone the year before, when we, at the end of September last year, when, yep. when Aaron was uh, fighting up there. We had, we was, had a big sort of uh, weekend. The AFL Grand Final was on. It was all all happening. Yep. Uh, we got to, I got to commentate with Ben and Damien. That was <laughs> yeah, that's that fine. was great. We did a podcast with Ben on the way over. and that was that was uh, that was exciting. Yep. Um, so you got to see that, and then obviously Gladstone is where you got you fight this year. Um, yep. And they obviously said, look, we've got XFC, XFC, one of the bigger promotions in Australia, um, and you were obviously pigeonholed to be the title fight in the main event pretty much right off the bat. Yeah. There may have been another fight that maybe got canned, but you ended up um, being in the main event uh, against uh, Ryan Robertson, who we saw the previous year. Uh, Ryan had won the
1: the Aftershock belt. Yeah. I've got a snippet of... um of you actually commentating on that yeah like i remember when he won the belt and you you actually said like oh it'd be interesting to see him fight someone like stuart nickel and Is i was like, I said? Oh, yeah yeah it's word for word what you said and i got a snippet of that and um because <laughs> because when the fight actually happened it was like yeah you're the one who um <laughs> talked into to existence it was cool because that was only like a year before or something or not maybe not even that, that. was a, yeah it
0: was about 12 months ago that fight yeah and, okay um it was at the Toilet, as we call it. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so, a, that's what
1: you said um, on the uh, on the commentary.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah. You saying like
1: it'd be interesting to see Ryan Robson fight someone like Stuart Nichol.
0: But uh, most of three rounds that went for that fight, it was a good fight. It and, was good, uh, yeah. He, he did dominate the fight, but yep, um, three rounds and, and you finally got him. Yep. Um, and then obviously uh, you back that up with a, another title defence. Yep. A title defence uh, at the toilet, I think yeah when i was away um, so but i, was, I, I think have, it's getting have,
1: renovated that place i think they're oh, going to renovate until i think they knock it down or something I mean, oh, which geez. would be nice <laughs> i can't
0: believe that place man but yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i do want to see whenever your next fight is you got to make sure you give me some notice and we'll yep. i want to make sure i come along to where if, yep. it, if it's in the vicinity that is you know obviously For hopefully, sure. hopefully it's in queensland somewhere. yeah i
1: think well, we're in talks um like damien brown um my team member, he's also managing me. He's um, in talks with um, Wombat um, for March the twenty eighth. So we're we're looking for the, the toilet point. or somewhere else. That? I think I think in the toilet. I don't like calling it the toilet. No. But yeah, <laughs> it degrades it. It, it makes does, it yeah. It but, um, yeah, uh, in Brisbane again, and yeah. um, so March twenty eighth. So a bit of time. I, I like that. I like having that time to, to progress and work on my skills. Um, oh yeah, that's a good that's
0: a good time frame. Four months. Yeah four months until you've got a bit of a date I probably don't know who the opponent is yet I assume but uh, that'll come
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I let, I let Damien handle that and he sort of just talks to me and mm. asks me what I think And I, I talk to my coaches I make sure I talk to everyone um, yeah I've got a great team so I, I utilise them I utilise yeah. them so
0: obviously flyweight is the weight class that we're talking about with, with your career in MMA yep. uh, which is around about 57 kilos for those listening listening at home around about that sort of weight 126 pounds yep um do you, how are you sort of finding is it easy to make that weight at the moment in i guess with your age at the, at the present time do you find it's a fairly easy process after three cuts down to that yeah pro limit
1: yeah it, it, it was easy like I, i'm a professional like, i do a lot of research yeah. um, into everything i do i want to do it to the best of my ability and the same thing with weight cutting i did a lot of research into weight cutting um I think the first, my first fight against Darren Haven, um, I woke up 300 grams over or something, and then I just weighed in an hour, yeah. and then I was pretty much on weight. Yeah, I like, see. I was pretty much on weight. Um, I did make a mistake there. Always learning, but like I had the the scales on uneven tiles, <laughs> so I jumped on. And I think I was 200 grams. I, I was under. I was 100 grams under. I went downstairs to actually make weight to check my weight, and I was yeah. like 200 grams over. I like. So, I actually hadn't been in a bath. I what, yeah. didn't go in a sauna, yeah. no bath. I just woke up, like I did everything yeah. right, water loaded and everything. Um, and I woke up nearly on weight. Um, but yeah, so I had to use the bath. I went upstairs, ran a 15 minute bath, went back downstairs, and I was like 300 under. Like I like yeah. lost 500 yeah. grams. Yeah. Um, so, I've got it down pretty well. M- my biggest thing is actually putting on weight. I'm trying to, trying to put it on trying weight. Bulk so, it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Exactly. Like I, I do have a. A grappling style and I think it, it helps to, to have that bit of extra mass and mm. um, being able to secure positions and hold people down and, and blast double them in that and take mm. them to the ground so that's a that's a luxury for me I get to eat as much as I want um, you know lift weights a couple of times a week and, and try to put on a couple of kilos because it's, it's too easy at the moment to make the weight yeah, um, yeah of course yeah but there's no in the as, UFC, you get old, as you get older you get a little bit bigger yeah I find a little yeah, bit, yeah yeah you yep.
0: naturally will get bigger between the ages of 25 and 30
1: yeah yeah um, my, my dad was like that like um, so that's a good person to look at because obviously share the same genetics and that but he he blew out like he was real skinny when he was like 25 my age and when he was 30 he became like this little bodybuilder <laughs> so that's interesting um yeah, so I'll probably blow out as well. Maybe. No, no, no. I don't think
0: you'll blow out, but you will get. You're you accustomed to getting, you know, fitting bigger as, as you sort of get older into yep. the, into your frame. Yes. Um, you know, 20, being 25 or under, you, you sort of got a you know, small room to move, as as you probably know. Yeah. Um, I guess there, there's certainly goals that you've got in mixed martial arts in your professional career. Um, I, saying as, as competitive as you are earlier in the podcast. Uh, very competitive you want to be the best of the best that is the goal isn't it to be yes. the best of the best at, at your weight class in australia and, and then onto the world sort of thing
1: yeah absolutely yeah like i want to have six seven fights um oh six to ten fights realistically in australia well, whenever they'll let me in you know what i mean like yeah. the goal is ufc if yeah. they let me in at six fights i'm in but um yeah i want to have uh at least six more six fights in total in australia and um rack up some belts and defend my belt and then fight in the ufc and make it all the way like that's the goal um yeah. and just keep pushing it just never stop pushing it like if i win the belt or defend it a few times on like next next division like yeah. just keep pushing it until um like i, I want to put a limit on myself like i think like uh, heavier weights can can keep fighting until they're older like you see that a lot um and they still do really well because you, you lose your speed as you, as you get older but you don't lose your power mm-hmm. and they don't rely so much on speed yeah. but at the flyweight division you absolutely rely on speed um explosiveness mm-hmm. uh reaction time like um fast twitch muscles and that mm-hmm. and i think those deteriorate as you get older so i want to say like 34 is um between 32 and 34 is when i sort of want to want to stop but i've got plenty of time about yeah. seven seven to nine years yeah. which is a lot of time to achieve everything i want to achieve to yeah. to win that ufc belt defend and so there. the guys that are the
0: best in the world at the moment, like your Henry Cejudo's, your, your Mighty Mouses, yep. other guys that are, well they probably, and you have to put Joseph Benavides probably in the conversation as well, sure. those three guys are probably the best of the weight class in the world, there are, there are others that aren't far away, don't get me wrong, there's heaps of them out there. Yep. Um, what, what do you think about those three sort of guys, because they, they are the best of the best, what is it about them that sort of makes them the best of the moment in the I
1: current? Think wrestling. I think wrestling, like all three of those guys have really good wrestling. Um, so they, they, dictate, certainly do, yeah. they, they dictate where the fight goes. I think that's huge. Um, so with wrestling,
0: how would you, I guess as wrestling as a strength of yours,
1: where would you rate yourself as far as being a, and how good a wrestler? I'd say I'm, I'm more of a grappler. Like it's, yeah. I, don't know, like I have jiu-jitsu as well. Like, um, so I used jiu-jitsu for takedowns and, yeah, yes. you know, like I mixed the two really well. Um, but in comparison, like if it was just straight wrestling, cause they've wrestled since they're kids in that, like it's a yeah. different, but it is a different sport. MMA's not the same. You don't wrestle with that, that same posture with your hands down, yeah. head down. Like you can, like, like GSP is the best example of that. Like he never wrestled in his life and he's like double legging Johnny Hendricks and yeah. who's like wrestled all his life and he's like yeah. NCAA champ and that, mm. um, so I think GSP is a great example. Josh Koscheck, you know, he's taking Josh Koscheck down, took down all these elite level wrestlers um, because it's a different sport. It's MMA. You punch them in the face, they've got double cover. And they're no longer defending the takedowns. So so I just got to get really good at MMA and not look at it as like, oh, wrestling versus wrestling. It's not that at all. Yeah. It, you know, um, that last fight, I took the guy down with the right hand. <laughs> <I saw> that, <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't even a takedown. I didn't even get I uh, like, hit him. Of, he and just
0: went of, onto his back, didn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think, I think... Um, he was he was moving back as I hit him. Yeah. Um, I think he was a bit off balance, like he was sort of trying to step back. And I closed the distance and cracked him with that right hand, and he sort of just fell over. I don't know how much damage that right hand actually did. Um, it definitely landed, but I think um, he was more off balance than anything. Um, so there's multiple ways to take the guy down. And yeah. once he's on the ground, like I think I'm, I'm one of the best in the world yeah. as it is right now, like on the ground in MMA at flyweight. Yeah, Man,
0: I could probably talk to you all day. Yeah. Your career. Um, yeah. It's certainly. Been great to come out here, have a bit of a look at uh, at Broz Mixed Martial Arts. So the gym here is great. Uh, thank you very much, Stuart, for your time. Thank you. We may catch up again for another podcast sometime in the next six or seven months. Who knows? There we go. Yep. Uh, but what I'll do is i will get this uploaded uh, maybe today and uh, get to share it around. Awesome. Share it to everybody. But uh, it, I, um, you know, I don't always, you know, there's not too many people I support as far as um, you know professional athletes at the moment here in the local area that you are one of
1: them so. yeah i appreciate all your support as well tim like it's awesome like having you there for, like for me and that And yeah. it is hard like at, at this grassroots level and and um yeah thank you for all your help like for supporting me no all right man. thank you awesome cheers, mate. thank you cheers